you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Own Your Career show. I am your host, Andy Storch, and this is a show that is dedicated to help you stop drifting and take control of your future, which involves and includes taking ownership of your career and your life. It is based on my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, which came out on November 16th, 2020, and we are coming up on the two-year anniversary of that, just a week away. Kind of crazy to think that it's been two years since you published this book, and uh, since then it's gotten to the hands of dozens and dozens and hundreds of people, uh, many of whom have reached out and uh, shared what they've learned from it, what they've gotten from it, the the action they've taken. Uh, I've spoken in front of thousands of people. The book has over 300 positive reviews on Amazon and uh, is growing all the time. Uh, so if you don't have your copy yet, go ahead and grab it on Amazon. You can get uh, hardback, paperback, Kindle on Amazon, uh, or you can get the audiobook on as well. Uh, and we have free resources on our website. If you just want to get the quick summary, you can go to ownyourcareerownyourlife.com and click on bonus resources, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. Click on bonus resources. You can get the five steps to owning your career. Sign up for our mailing list where I send, you know, occasional emails with uh, some really cool insights and things that I've been thinking about as I continue to learn new things and share new things with my audience. And today, I want to talk to you about prioritizing activities to achieve your goals. Now, I've achieved quite a bit of things, quite a few things over the last few years, uh, setting out to build a business, uh, to launch multiple podcasts, uh, to host uh, a conference, a retreat, uh, multiple virtual summits, uh, mastermind group. I, I've gotten into coaching. Um, I've done a lot of things. And I've also failed at a lot of things too, by the way. I've, I've tried a lot of things that didn't work out very well. And I've learned many lessons along the way. And uh, I wrote a chapter in my book about the importance of prioritizing activities to achieve your goals. This is chapter 14. I'm going to read some of the things from that with uh, some added uh, kind of bonus insights in there because I think this is really, really important. I get the question all the time. Probably people, I share a lot on social media, right? And people see that I'm doing lots of things. I mentioned running a business, two podcasts, uh, a conference, family, lots of stuff on social media, all the things. And the most common question I probably get from people is how do you do so much? And there's a lot of factors involved, right? That, you know, how you manage your time and time management is a really complicated subject. We may do a whole episode on that. Um, but at the end of the day, the most important thing I usually say is prioritization. You really got to prioritize and, and hone in on what are the things that are most important to you. So as I wrote in the book, if you're going to achieve big goals, you must prioritize the most important things to work on. The mistake many people and companies make is that they either don't take time to prioritize or they call everything a priority without defining or ranking uh, the level of importance for each. If everything is a priority, as they say, then nothing is a priority and nothing really gets done. Uh, so earlier in the book, I introduced uh, the Eisenhower matrix, and I talked about that in this podcast in the past as well, uh, and how we need to know when things are important or urgent or both. Uh, and if just a quick refresher, the Eisenhower matrix, something that was created by 
uh, President Dwight D. Eisenhower back in the 1950s. And it's a matrix showing on one axis the level of importance of a task and on the other axis the level of urgency. And the idea is you look at the things that you need to do uh, or you're thinking about doing and you rank them by the level of importance as well as the level of urgency. And the big reason I bring this up all the time is because I think most people uh, spend most of their day and their time responding to urgent tasks. They're, quote, putting out fires, um, responding to emails, text messages, social media notifications. These are things that pop up that either are urgent, someone saying, hey, I need you to address this right now, or they have the perception of urgency, or do you psychologically feel like you urgently need to respond to them because it's in your face, right? So you've got this one project over here that's important, but no one's really bugging you to do it. And then you've got emails coming in of people asking you to do things. And it's, it feels hard to put those off sometimes. And so what the Matrix argued and what General Dwight D. Eisenhower talked about, President Dwight D. Eisenhower, as well as Stephen R. Covey talked about this in his famous book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, and I wrote about it in my book, is that you need to take a look at the actions, the things that you need to work on and prioritize. And if something is important and urgent, of course, you need to jump on it right away. The problem is we're spending a lot of time on items that are tasks that are uh, urgent, but not important. And we could potentially be delegating those, putting those off, scheduling those for a certain time, uh, possibly even not doing them at all. Uh, and we're not spending enough time on the things that are important, yet not urgent. And I find that uh, the really like secret key to success in any endeavor, if you're trying to like do big things, is to make sure that you're blocking time for the things that are important yet not urgent. Um, the example I give, you know, I talked a lot about, the, about this in the, the chapter and the episode on investing in continuous learning, uh, is that uh, it, we all know it's important to keep learning. People, Most people say they want to read books, they like to read books, they never get around to it. And the reason is that reading and learning is important, but no one is ever bugging you, texting you, emailing you and saying, hey, did you do some reading today, right? It's not ever that urgent. So you've got to build in time for it. All right. So let's talk about time. When you think about it, the only finite resource we have is time. Though I know that money can also be hard to come by for many people, I have had plenty of money struggles over the years myself, and I'm still always kind of struggling, getting a little stressed about how and where, you know, where my money's going and, you know, do I have enough of it to do the things that I want and, and how do I make more? Uh, so certainly um, the idea of making more money is not easy. I mean, if you look at just the United States, there are millions and millions of people who are living paycheck to paycheck and struggling with money. Um, and yet, uh, you know, the truth is from a technical standpoint, money is abundant if you develop the right skills, find the right job, or come up with the right business idea, uh, you can always make more money. I'm, again, not saying this is easy. If you are someone who have been, who's been struggling with money, you feel like you're, you're not making enough to cover your bills. Like, I feel you. I've been there. Um, and I've been in places where I'm like, I don't understand. How, okay, I, I, I want to make more money. How do I do that? How do all these other people have more money? I get that. <clears throat> but if you just kind of move past that for a minute and think about it from a, a technical standpoint... Uh, there is no limit on the amount of money that you can make. If you figure out the right, you find the right job, you figure out the right business idea, uh, you invest in the right thing, um, you can always make more money. There's no limit. No one is ever going to say to you, sorry, you've made uh, too much money. You can't make any more. Uh, you can always make more. I mean, you look at the 
multi-multi-billionaires like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk um, and Bill Gates and others who have made billions and billions and billions of dollars and continue to make money. Uh, although <laughs> right now, as I recorded this near the end of 2022, uh, some are losing money. Elon Musk just spent $44 billion on Twitter. Um, Jeff Bezos has probably lost uh, hundreds of billions in um, in net worth uh, over the last year from Amazon stock sliding. And yet I'm guessing his life is still pretty comfortable and he knows he can definitely make more money. So the truth is money is abundant. We can always make more money finding the right job, developing a business idea, investing in the right place. Um, there's actually no limit to the amount of money you can make. Uh, and I wrote in the book actually uh, that there's no limit of money you can make as I write this. Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world worth over $100 billion, and it continues to go up with no limitations. So um, I think that increased and then has probably come back down. Um, you know, So someone like Jeff Bezos, that's going to change over time. As I'm recording this right now, Google tells me that Jeff Bezos' net worth is $124 billion. He's, I think, the richest man in the world. I mean, it's insane like how much money that is. And yet, like I said... He can make more. Actually, I think Elon Musk might be worth more money. It depends on the day. Uh, Tesla stock has gone down a lot as well. Um, but th they could be the richest people in the world, have 1,000x times more than the average person, and yet they can still make more money because they're, the money is abundant. Um, but we all have limited time. So uh, as I continue to go up, you know, I continue to go up, and as I continue to learn to help more people, I'm making more money as well. I'm making more money this year. In fact, in 2022, I will make more money by far than I ever did in any year in the past. I'm still the same person. I just have been building on my business for years and helping more people and, and the right things have come to place, come to happen. Uh, and so it's been a really good year. And yet I know that I can make a lot more money. The sky is the limit, as they say. Um, but we have a limited amount of time and knowledge. And so, or actually, what I wrote is there. Though we have a, though we all have limited time and knowledge, there is no limit on the amount of money we can make. Even if you are an hourly worker or in a union with a defined hourly pay rate, you can always get a second job, start a side business, or quit your job and find one with higher pay. Again, not saying this is easy, um, but it is possible. So that's money. Uh, all that to say, the only limited resource we have is time. And it's the same for everyone. Every person on earth has 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and 365 and a quarter days per year, basically 365 days a year, plus an extra one for leap year um, to get things done. So when you think about how limited time is, you have to think about whether you are using it wisely because everything you do in life has trade-offs. When you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to other things. When you say no to something, it opens you up to say yes to other things, but there might be implications. There might be consequences of all of those decisions that you make. Uh, everything has trade-offs. So when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else, to many other things, to lots of other things. Like right now, there's a lot of things that I need to do. And I have chosen, it's a Monday morning, I have chosen to uh, set some time aside and record this podcast. There's lots of other things I could be doing. I could be sending emails. I could be uh, doing an interview with somebody else for a podcast. I could be... Um, on LinkedIn, I could be checking stocks. <laughs> I could be doing tons of different things, right? I could be eating lunch. Um, but I decided to do this. And this is what I am doing now. And so that means I'm not doing other things. So um, the classic example is you look at how you spend your week 
time spent at work versus time with family and friends versus having fun with hobbies, etc. When you decide to do something like stay late at the office to get a project done, um, you might be missing happy hour or dinner with your family, or maybe you skipped the gym, uh, you wanted to go, but you decided to work. Conversely, when you decide to hit the gym and then have dinner with your spouse or friend or family, you might be missing an opportunity to get extra work done or get ahead on the next project. You know, many of us have been in that place where maybe five o'clock rolls around. You're like, I would really like to get out of here. I need to get to the gym or my friends organized happy hour or my spouse wanted me to do X, Y, Z or my kids wanted me to play catch. And at the same time, my boss asked me to do this project and I really need to get it done. Otherwise, tomorrow is going to be really stressful or um, I'm trying to get this done to get ahead. And you have a decision in that moment, right? Like, do I stay late and work on this or do I go spend time with my family or go to the gym and work out? And there's no wrong answer, but all of those decisions have trade-offs, right? Everything you do in life is a choice. You're making those choices every single day, whether you're doing it consciously or not. With every action you take, you are choosing how to spend your time. And I want you to think that spending time reading this reading this book or listening to this podcast um, is something that's worth your time, right? But by listening to this or reading my book or any book, you might be missing out on an opportunity to listen to something else or read something else or call a friend or get more work done. Similarly, when you scroll through social media or watch Netflix, you miss an opportunity to read a book uh, or listen to a podcast like this one or do something else to enhance your life, right? That's why I think it's important to think more about how we spend our time. Many people drift along doing whatever else is they're, they're doing, potentially wasting valuable time, doing things that may not contribute to their goals. And there's no judgment here, right? You get to decide. That's the beauty of this. You get to decide how you spend your time, and I decide how I spend my time. And we all need to relax from time to time. I want to raise awareness and make sure you understand that you have a limited amount of time on this earth. So we, you know, we all need to relax. You can spend your time how you want. I just want to make sure that you understand we all have a limited amount of time on this earth, and how you spend your time matters. You probably have time to do everything you want to do if you are completely honest with yourself and others. So the next thing is called be honest with yourself and others. This is this is one that like, it's like a pet peeve for me. It's like a mission I'm on. And yet I don't push people too hard because I don't want to like piss people off when they have this realization, right? But um, once I got into personal development and started reading a lot of books and digging into this idea of taking ownership of my life, I noticed a pervasive problem in our society. And that problem is people lying to themselves and others about how much time they have. As mentioned, we all have the same amount of time. and We all choose to use it differently. I hear people all the time saying things like, oh, I'd like to work out more, but I don't have enough time. Or I'd like to go back to school, but I don't have enough time. Or insert any other ambitious goal with the excuse that they don't have enough time. Um, sometimes it's true, but most of the time, it's not. It's not true that they don't have enough time. It's what they're choosing, right? Most people are lying to themselves and others when they say they don't have enough time for something. We all have the same amount of time. How we prioritize that time is up to us. And I believe we all have enough time to do almost anything we want if we prioritize effectively. The problem is people waste a lot of time on things without thinking about the trade-offs or considering what they get to decide um, or considering what they get um, to decide how they spend their time. So again, when you say, oh, I'd like to work out, but I don't have time, the truth is you're what, what's really happening is you're saying, oh, I'd like to work out, but I chose to do something else instead. I chose to work longer. I chose to 
um, to spend time with my family. I chose to uh, do X, Y, Z, whatever it is. Now, sometimes, you know, I chose to work longer because my boss told me that I needed to, and I'm afraid that I'm going to lose my job if I don't. But it's still the choice you're making. Like, even if your job, your boss says, hey, John, I need you to stay late today to get this project done, and that means missing the gym, technically, you could say, uh, no, I'm not going to because my health is more important to me and I'm going to go to the gym. It's possible you might be fired, right? <laughs> like, there are consequences to every action, trade offs to every action. Um, but it's about taking ownership and saying like, no, I am actually choosing to do these things. I know there are consequences. No one's got a gun to my head. No one's making me. So uh, another example is a person that says they don't have time to go to the gym, but they watch two hours of TV every night. And I'm not judging anyone. Everyone gets to live their life however they want. But if everyone stopped saying, I don't have time and started saying, I chose not to make the time, I think it would cause a significant shift in our society because we'd stop making so many excuses. How many times have you told someone you couldn't help them do something or show up to their event because you, quote, didn't have time when the truth was you just didn't want to or it wasn't a priority, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I can't make it to your party on Saturday. Um, I don't have time uh, or, you know, I'm going to this other thing. Well, you know, you have committed to something else. You've chosen not to do this, whatever. A lot of times, you know, people aren't honest. And, and, and of course, you know, there are exceptions here because we care about people's feelings, right? And most of the time when we say, I'm sorry, I can't make it to your party, the truth is I'm choosing not to. Um, but it sounds harsher when you say, I'm sorry, I'm choosing not to go to your party, right? So let's talk about getting more done. If you want to get more done and achieve your goals, you've got to get serious about time management and start being honest about what you have time to do and how you're choosing to live your life. So I run a business. I host two podcasts, this one and the Talent Development Hot Seat. I generally try to exercise five to seven days a week. Uh, I have written a book. I'm planning events right now as I record this. I'm planning my next conference, the Talent Development Think Tank Conference. Uh, that'll be in February of 2023. Um, I also run a membership community. I post uh, almost daily on social media. I show up daily for my family. Um, and people often ask me, how do I get so much done? And the truth is, I have gotten better at prioritization and time management. I've also eliminated a lot of time-wasting activities like watching sports. And yet, I still feel like I could be more effective with my time. Actually, as I record this on a late Monday morning, I feel like uh, earlier this morning, I, I went to the gym early this morning. I took my kids to school and I sat down at my desk and I did some things that I needed to do. Um, but I also felt like I wasn't being terribly effective working on the most important things like I want to in the morning. So I think we can always get better, right? And you don't have to be like me. It's okay to relax and watch Netflix or football. Uh, in fact, I watched uh, a movie or a documentary and a series with my wife and a football game this past weekend. A lot of times I don't watch any TV, but I did watch some this last weekend. So I want to insert that because sometimes when I talk about these things and I don't watch much TV, um, you know, I don't want to make it like I never do any of that stuff. And I certainly don't want to shame anybody because I think it is useful to relax. It's, it, and, you know, especially to do it with a partner or a friend. Um, I, I think we all need it. But if you have goals you're working toward, I want you to be honest with yourself and know how you're spending your time so you can prioritize the things that will help you own your life and achieve your goals. By the way, I don't think there's ever a right or wrong way to spend your time. When you choose to make time for something, whether it's work, family, fitness, play, sports, Netflix, etc., you have to remember that there is a trade-off and you will be spending less time on the other things. So if you want to get more done, 
The key is to know your priorities and get serious about how you're spending your time. Then if you want to see if you are spending your time in the right places, look at the schedule and see if it matches up with your goals. For example, you might say that family is the most important thing to you. Most people do, right? But if you work 80 hours a week and then play golf with your friends on the weekend, you're probably either lying or you're delusional, right? Conversely, if your goal is to get a promotion or make more money, that may require you to put in some long hours at the office, and that's okay. Again, everyone's situation is different. If you want to watch sports or play video games, that's great. Just be honest about how you prioritize your time. Okay, now it's your turn. Let's do an exercise. Grab a journal if you have one handy or think about this, maybe the notes app on your phone. Uh, reference your vision and your goals that we set a long time back, right? Earlier in the book, as well as on earlier episodes of this podcast um, that you wrote down, uh, or, or just think about what is your vision and what are your top goals? What are you trying to achieve? And can you put them in order of priority? Do you have a plan for how you are going to get there, right? This is the big, 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 big thing. A lot of people have big dreams. They may even have goals, uh, but as I've said many times in the past, a goal without a plan is really just a wish. You've got to have a plan. So for example, your vision, if your vision is to be vice president of finance or even CEO one day, and you know you'll need a better network, more recognition, and maybe a few promotions along the way, you might make a plan to work more and prioritize the activities that will get you there. Those might include time for learning, networking, extra projects to build your reputation. If you have a family, education, or fitness goals, you need to account for those and have an honest conversation with yourself and your family about your goals and where you want to get to and how you're going to be spending your time. Like you've got to have that plan. And then uh, you, you set out what are your priorities and how do I want to spend my time to achieve those, right? I'm not going to get just sucked into whatever other people want me to do. So I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to spend time on, you know, I'm going to spend two hours a week networking. I'm going to spend two hours a week learning. I'm going to spend five hours a week on certain projects, et cetera, whatever it is. And make sure you're sticking to that and write down your most important things on a regular basis, as I do. And check in with your goals on a regular basis, as I do as well. So um, in the book, I shared my vision to be on bigger stages, literal and metaphorical, so that I can influence millions of people to live their lives more intentionally while also showing up for my family, being a great husband and father, and living a great life. Now, that's a big vision, and I know it won't just happen without a lot of effort. So I have goals and a plan, and I prioritize my time to get as much done as I can each day before having dinner with my family. What about you? What's your big vision and some of your goals? Does your schedule match how can you adjust your schedule to help you achieve your goals? Maybe you need to work more or less. Maybe you need to build in more time for networking or building your brand. Maybe you need to uh, get to the gym early in the morning before all kinds of crazy stuff starts happening, right? Maybe you need to schedule that in. Um, maybe I just made you realize how much time you waste watching sports or the news. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, not sorry. Um, and that's okay. Again, like be honest, be recognized. And is it and ask, is this serving you? That's the question. I didn't put that in the book. But I think that's the important question is to look at how you're spending some of that, especially that leisure time, and just ask, like, am I just doing this because everybody else does it? Um, or is the, you know, is this serving me? And if it's not, maybe, maybe I cut it out, right? Maybe you have one favorite team in football, but you end up watching all the games on a Sunday. Maybe you just watch your team's game, as I do, and then you turn it off and go do something else more productive, right? Whatever it is, write it down, commit to it, tell a friend, uh, share with others, um, and make sure that you are starting to establish, you know, those 
healthy habits that are going to help you achieve your goals. So in the book, I lay out habits at the end of each chapter. Uh, for this, the old habit was drifting along, lying to yourself and others, making excuses, letting others control your time, procrastinating on things you know you need or want to do. The new habit is taking ownership and responsibility, being honest about how much time you have and how you choose to use it, scheduling time to do the most important things, and spending less time on passive, unimportant activities. The new commitment is to never lie and say, quote, I didn't have time, when the truth is you didn't prioritize the activity, which is okay. Instead, say, I didn't make time. I would love for you to share your changes uh, in our, uh, we have a Facebook group on uh, Facebook or anywhere on social media and use the hashtags own your career and own your time. Hashtag own your career as well as hashtag own your career, own your life and hashtag own your time. Go to post on social media. Like I am making some changes in my schedule. I've been thinking about my schedule. I post this stuff all the time uh, and tag me as well. I'd love to see it. Um, I appreciate you listening. We're going to keep these episodes coming and uh, I hope that you will go out and own your career and own your life. By the way, again, as I said at the top of the episode, if you are looking for more, of course, we have a full book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, available on Amazon with this chapter in it. I also have some free resources on my website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. Just click on the bonus resources for the five steps to owning your career, the top five most common career mistakes people make, and all that stuff, as well as my affirmations and journal recommendations. Take care.